Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodem with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? It's fitting that when the 53rd season of Monday Night Football kicks off September 12th, Russell Wilson will return to Seattle as a member of the Broncos as two old faces move to a new place in the booth. After 20 seasons together at Fox, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will match their predecessors, Pat Summerall and John Madden, with the all-time record as on-air NFL partners. As they begin a new era at ESPN, Jimmy Patero, chairman ESPN and sports content, heralds his network's new NFL golden age. As most of you know, we're on the doorstep of a new long-term agreement with the NFL, with more regular and postseason games coming our way, Super Bowls, games for ESPN Plus, and scheduling flexibility. With that as the backdrop, we feel great to have had the chance to land Troy and Joe together, keeping the longest tenured NFL booth intact and continuing their industry-leading run. Joe and Troy are universally respected and fans truly appreciate their candor and expertise. They join an exceptional Monday Night Football group, including the extremely talented Lisa Salters, officiating an analyst John Parry, and a hardworking and passionate production team. Add to the mix the returning Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli, and you could expect Monday nights to be memorable experiences for millions of fans. The NFL is an ascending property, and our just-released Monday Night Football schedule is exceptional. We can't wait to get the season started. Stephanie Drooley, ESPN head of event and studio production, confidently describes Buck and Aikman's place in the NFL landscape, and the two broadcasters graciously address their exit at Fox. The exchange begins with Buck sheepishly attempting to avoid the praise that's headed his way. Should we leave when you answer this question? Yeah, if you guys could close your ears <laughs> okay. quickly. Um, in a, a quick answer, yes. Uh, we have the best booth in football. We believe that. We sat down... Um, uh, towards the end of the season to sort of think about where we were going. And as you were, I think we were challenged to say, what's your pie in the sky? And I'm now sitting next to the pie in the sky. So um, plan for plan for the best. And uh, yeah, my answer is, is yes, Mike, we have the best booth. Uh, I, I never felt t- taken for granted. I, I really didn't. Um, you know, they, they tell you how much you're worth to them every time a check arrives and and I, I don't need anybody to pat me on the back and and say boy you guys were really phenomenal in in the Super Bowl or the World Series I think it's they they prove all that stuff by letting you continue to do it and the relationships that we have it was very collegial and very uh, friendship driven uh, much more so than you know employer employee uh, at Fox and I expect the same will continue here at ESPN uh, but I never felt that way. Um, but it is nice to come to a place where, you know, everything's fresh and new for, for Troy and me. And, uh, that part of it, getting to learn new people, new styles with our producer and our director with Phil and Jimmy and, uh, and, and try to make all that work. That's a challenge. Um, and it's a challenge with a very bright spotlight on you as you try to figure out your new work environment in front of, tens of millions of people on live TV. Uh, but, but that's fun. That that's what this business is all about. So no, I didn't feel that way. And, uh, and yes, it's nice to start something new. Yeah, Michael, I, I didn't, 
I didn't feel taken for granted at all. Uh, you know, I came in my first year in 2001. Uh, Ed Gorin and David Hill gave me an opportunity right out of the off the playing field to work with Dick Stockton and and Daryl Johnston on the number two crew. And then a year later, John Madden left for Monday Night Football. And uh, I got a chance to then get paired with Joe and Chris Collinsworth. And then Joe and I have been together ever since doing the number one booth. So uh, I, I, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been there as long as we had been uh, if, if they took us for granted or didn't appreciate the work that we were doing. Uh, I, I know that, you know, things change. I, I laugh about that. I wrote a children's book with that title. So I understand it. I know it happens. And it's, and it's all good. Um, this is an opportunity with ESPN that, that I'm really excited about. I mean, I, I, like Joe said, it's, uh, you know, we've been doing it for so long one way to, to see how someone else does it and to work with different people. I feel like it's 2001 again and kind of starting over my broadcasting career. And it probably comes at a really good time uh, for me personally. And, you know, probably for Joe as well, for all the reasons that he stated with his wife being here and young kids and all that. So uh, I have nothing but respect for, the people I worked for at, at Fox and appreciate the way I was treated during the 21 years that I was there, but I am excited about the next chapter. Drooly salutes the MNF booth of Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick and notes ESPN will continue to work with them as broadcasters and one as a coach. I would be remiss if I did not um, thank uh, our booth from the last season, uh, Steve and Lewis and Brian. Um, we are very grateful for um, how they covered the project over the last couple of years. And, you know, as you know, Brian has moved on to coach with the 49ers, who we'll see a couple times this year. And Lewis and Steve remain incredibly important to many of our projects. And look, our new deal and it starts this year, we'll have a second team calling Monday Night Football and uh, three games this year, five games the following year, I believe. And uh, we'll have an announcement about that team in the coming weeks. Aikman leaving Fox was the first domino to fall. He explains the timeline, and Buck describes his move. It was, I wouldn't even say late in the year did I think that, that I would not be continuing to work in some capacity with Fox. The, most of the discussions were centered around splitting the schedule, as I had been doing for the previous four years. You know, along with Joe, only those Thursday nights, of course, are on Amazon. So the discussion was working Thursday nights on Amazon, continuing with the doubleheader games on Fox, and then, of course, the playoffs and the Super Bowls. But, you know, as we move through those conversations, trying to figure out the number of games to continue on the schedule that I had been uh, was going to be challenging. And then the fact that it was going to be two different networks, which changed things as well from, from the schedule that I had been doing. And uh, then ESPN began conversations with me, and uh, it was an opportunity that just was the best fit for me to be with this property, doing Monday nights, getting a chance to still do playoff games, uh, Super Bowls uh, is, uh, is ultimately what led me. But I didn't think that was going to happen until uh, a little bit after the Super Bowl that I think that that was even a possibility. Yeah, and along those lines, when I knew Troy was gone, I, I think there was uh... – there was a little bit more uh, intensity in my talks with Fox about, you know, was I going to stay there or was I going to try to continue my relationship on air with Troy? And uh, that opportunity came along. And then, and then I, I was in conversations with Fox for, you know, maybe a month and uh, some in-person meetings, some phone calls, uh, a lot of honest conversations 
And I, I think the best thing that, that I can say about all that is I left there on really good terms. Um, it, it, it had to happen that way. I was signed there for another year. I think they understood how much I wanted to come to ESPN. Um, I think they understood how it was such a great fit in my life to be selfish and personal about it. Uh, but having a wife who has worked here for seven, eight years and, and having little boys at home, four-year-old twins to go with my daughters who are in their 20s, uh, just kind of simplifying and, and paring things down in my life made a lot of sense. And then to get to come to Monday Night Football and to do it with a, a known quantity in Troy, uh, it just made all the sense in the world. So everything ended really well at Fox uh, on a personal level. And on a professional level, um, getting to move on and, and kind of restart the engines. And, and uh, you know, I had a long talk with, with a lot of people. And, and the conversation I had with David Hill right at the end of it uh, was, was what really sealed it. And, and what he said to me was, you will be nervous before your first game. And when was the last time you were really nervous before your first game? He said, but, you know, these are – these are opportunities and you need to take it if you can get it. And uh, so fortunately, you know, I, I then had met Jimmy and I was like, that's a guy I want to work for. Um, as I said, my wife's been here. So it was like, let's try to make this happen. And Fox was very gracious letting me out. And I was very excited to, uh, to come here and, and do Monday night football. So it just, it couldn't have worked out any better for me um, and, and for my family. And uh, like I said before, I just can't wait to get going. Buck discusses his emotional entrance at ESPN as he looks forward to working with producer Phil Dean, director Jimmy Platt, reporter Lisa Salters, and the entire team. Then he and Aikman joke about the college football game that ESPN traded Fox for Buck. I think there, there were two determined sides to try to make the resolution happen fast once that took place. So, yeah, I mean, it, it literally dropped out of the sky. Um, and, you know, the more I get around it, Troy and I were just blown away. We were in a, in a conference room an hour ago with 20 plus people from all different parts of the support staff for Monday Night Football. And it was I mean, it was overwhelming. I actually got emotional talking about it. Like, you know, it's been a while since on this campus have had everybody here and to have everybody here kind of welcoming us with open arms and saying, hey, you know, I run such and such department. I'm here for you. And I run such and such. And, and, you know, after 27 years, you know, you're, you're the new kid in school. You're, you're, we're sitting in a cafeteria. It's like if, you know, you wonder if anybody's going to sit next to you because you don't know anybody. And, uh, and, and it was just overwhelmingly positive and very welcoming. So did it happen fast? Yes. Um, but I think sometimes these things kind of take on a life of their own and they take on a timing of their own. And uh, in this specific case, the timing of it was, extremely quick by the time uh, I met with Eric Shanks and Brad Zager and, you know, had talked tangentially to uh, Lachlan Murdoch. And, you know, like I said, everybody, everybody leaves friends. And, and that, that was the thing that, that Eric said when, when he called me at the end, when they had worked out this deal for a, uh, I think it's a Penn State Purdue football game, uh, which, you know, I went to Indiana, they could have worked in a Hoosier game or something along the way uh, as compensation. But uh, yeah, it, it went fast. I didn't see it coming and, and got him. You would have been disappointed if all you went for was a Hoosier game. <laughs> or UCLA <laughs> or UCLA, either one. 
leaving Fox, Buck opens the door to Kevin Burkhart as the new number one NFL voice and Joe Davis, who will take over as the lead MLB on Fox play-by-player. It's exciting for Buck to see them move up. I'm so happy for those guys. Um, And I say guys because it's not just Kevin. Um, It's obviously Joe Davis on the baseball side. I've been doing that since 96. And and, uh, I I got to him. I, I was maybe aware of Kevin's uh, ascendance prior to Kevin, maybe. And uh, I wanted to congratulate him like that day when it was announced I was coming to to ESPN. But I, I respected all that and waited. Um, but I'm just glad to be out of people's way. You know, they always talk about the guys who are stuck in the minor leagues playing behind Stan Musial in St. Louis or Ted Williams in Boston, and people don't get a chance. And I'm not comparing myself to them at all. But Getting out of the way and letting younger guys come up and and get their shot at the big time. Uh, As you know, Neil, Kevin's just a wonderful human being. And there's not anybody who works with Kevin that doesn't love him. Um, And and so I'm excited for him, uh, whether it's with uh, Greg Olson this year or whomever and Brady eventually and and for Joe to work with John Smoltz. That's kind of one of the real – uh, bright sides of this with regard to my time at Fox is I did what I did. I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of the body of work. And now let's go somewhere else and start a new chapter and, and let's see somebody else uh, step into those roles at my old place. And, and I couldn't be, I'll be their biggest fans. In the future, Burkhart will get a new partner at Fox. Aikman and Buck discuss TV analyst Tom Brady. As far as Tom, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not something I thought that he was maybe considering doing, uh, but I think he'll be great. I have a great relationship with Tom. Uh, Love when we call his games. I've gotten a chance to even get to know him more since he went to Tampa and playing in the NFC. Uh, I think he'll be fantastic. I think it was an outstanding hire. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, just as surprised as everybody else, you know, and I'm in the game so to speak with kind of this announcer movement somebody said to me the other day we need we as fans need a sports person to tell us where all these sports announcers are ending up because everybody's kind of shifted and moved places and amazon's now involved and you know they've got a great team uh you know my dad passed away 20 years ago i think he'd be stunned if he walked out of the grave right now and said wow uh that's what's going on in this business i mean nobody saw that coming but i think it it gets back to kind of a supply and demand and, and having a known quantity and knowing, you know, as much as I wanted to go work with Troy and continue that relationship, I think that's what was uh, appealing to ESPN. If I can speak on their behalf that they're getting, they're getting uh, a booth that they pretty much know what they're going to get when opening day rolls around in Seattle. So uh, it, it's been kind of crazy. It's been exciting on, on this end of the business. Um, and, and as far as Brady, I mean, would anybody ever bet against the guy being great at anything? Uh, he's kind of cornered the market in that. Um, but it's a new thing and, and with new opportunities come new responsibilities. And, you know, I, I, I think it'll be a steep learning curve and I'm sure he'll be fantastic. So I, I, you know, I, I tend to root for everybody right on down the line and, uh, you know, I, I genuinely feel happy for him. Aikman explains the transition from QB to TV, and he says Brady will excel in his new role. Knowing football is important, but it's not at the top of the list uh, as to why someone is good at broadcasting or not good at broadcasting. I I think uh, 
having an understanding of television helps having an understanding of timing and what's happening in the game and what the game requires. Uh, it, it helps. And it also helps if you're working alongside a hall of famer, you know, and like my career in football, if you're surrounded by good people, you have a chance to have success in broadcasting. If you're surrounded by good people, talented people, you have a chance to have success. I think there have been people who have come into this uh, profession and haven't been surrounded by the best people and have struggled. And if they had gotten opportunities uh, with others, maybe they, their careers would have looked a lot different as for Tom. Uh, I have nothing but respect for Tom. Um, Tom has won at everything he's done in life, and there's no reason to think that he won't win at this as well. And the reason I believe that he's going to be good is because he's going to work. You know, he's a guy, as we know, he's the reason why he's been playing as long as he has. There's a reason why he's won seven Super Bowls, and it's because he doesn't take any shortcuts, and he's not going to in broadcasting. And I think that uh, that blueprint uh, is one that not everyone follows, but I think he'll be great. We'll end where Buck and Aikman began with their appreciation for joining a cultural institution. This is exciting. Uh, we're sitting here in the uh, the headquarters of ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, a place I've never been to prior to uh, this day, and it's been overwhelming uh, in the best possible sense of the word. We had a chance to talk to people on campus. We did a little uh, meet and greet, a little question and answer session, got a tour, uh, saw a quote from my dad on the wall uh, outside one of the workrooms. And uh, it's just, it's an amazing place. And now to be here for Monday Night Football, uh, for me, a kid who grew up uh, idolizing his dad and Jack Buck, who did Monday Night Football on the radio with Hank Stram for, I don't know, 12, 13 years, whatever the number ended up being, uh, I would go with him to to these different stadiums and sit in the radio booth a couple of steps away from the Monday Night Football booth, and I knew as a little kid uh, something special was going on two doors down. Uh, and that was when, obviously, Howard Cosell was there, Don Meredith was there, Frank Gifford was there, and it was like, man, that is the peak of of sports and media. And, and now here we are, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. I know we'll get into this uh, during the, the bulk of the question and answer, but to be still working with my guy here, uh, this is our 21st year together. We don't take that lightly. We know how this business works and our friendship is as strong as ever. And uh, my anticipation for the start of the season is literally off the charts. I've never been this excited. I don't think maybe back in 94 when I was 25, wondering why I was standing in Soldier Field on opening day, wondering if I could get through the game. But now there's this and, and a new chapter in my life and our lives, and it just couldn't be any more exciting. So excited to talk about it. Uh, happy to, to answer all the questions and, and happy to welcome in Troy. Yeah, I'll uh, just piggyback off of that and say that uh, my first remembrances of watching the NFL were on Monday nights with, as he said, Frank Gifford and Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. Uh, it's obviously a historic property and to be a part of it uh, after working with Joe for the last 20 years to now be with ESPN doing Monday nights in that Monday night booth is, uh, you know, really special for me. We've had a great reception here in Bristol, Connecticut. My first time as well to be here on campus and extremely excited now that the schedule has come out. Looking forward to uh, beginning my 22nd year of uh, broadcasting and to be doing it 
uh, with ESPN. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.